Hey, Whipsters! This is the Women in Pants podcast, helping you overcome your work history gaps. I'm your host, Shayna Brazier. This episode is an interview with Vonna Matthews. She is the creator of CEO Mom Magazine. We talk about work and family and why it can never truly be, quote, balanced. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get updates when new episode airs. And check out womeninpants.com to see what resources are available for you. Now for the show. Vana, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. Um, Sarah actually is the first person who reached out to you. You want to tell them what that was all about, Sarah? Sure. I looked up... um, I was looking up women in business and came across an article you wrote, and then I was just curious about the author, and I found you and your website and um, read a little bit about you and was more inspired by your work and your mission in empowering other women in business than the actual article. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's cool. That is so cool. So why don't you tell our audience what you do or who you are? Like, how do you identify yourself? Because we know your business. Why don't you introduce it? Okay. Well, my main business is, there's two parts to it. There's For Her Media, which is a media company, and we do um, video production. We do graphic design, website development, and all of that. Um, And we have a variety of clients, but we focus on raising money and awareness for organizations and ministries that impact women. So we um, work with an organization called Chain Reaction, and they go to Asian um, countries, Cambodia and all of that, and they rescue young girls um, from human trafficking. We also do a lot of work with an organization called 27 and Oak, and they um, provide job opportunities for women in like the Dominican Republic um, through artisanship to try to help them take care of their families and all of that. And so we try to um, provide, like I said, awareness and funds to for those organizations through the company itself. Our biggest um, product is our magazine, which is CEO Mom Magazine. And we started CEO Mom Magazine in 2016. We launched it in 2016 to provide like a platform to feature women who are balancing motherhood and business and also to provide resources and information and just talk about what it really looks like to try to keep it all together and create this community to show that you know, we all are doing this and we all have some of the same struggles and the same challenges and we can support each other. So CEO Mom Magazine is the the main magazine we do. And we just recently launched CEO Kid Magazine where we feature kidpreneurs. So that's the main thing of what we do. So how did you even get started into all of this? Like, what is your background? What made you get into all of this and create these companies? So my um, undergrad degree is in radio, television, film, and so that's my my background academically. And I, when I started back in 2014 or 2012, I had my first daughter, and I was an entrepreneur at that time. And so I was this new mom, and I, I say I like to say that CEO mom came from me going crazy as a new mom because I was I had this client that was just like Vaughn I need you to come back now for maternity leave we're about to just we need this we need that 
And so I ended up going back to work much earlier and it was just too much. And I was having anxiety attacks and it was just too much. And I thought to myself, I cannot be the only woman who's trying to figure out how to maintain with this new baby and still run her business. And so from there, I started a lifestyle brand called Bottles, Bits and Pumps. And so it was supposed to be a resource hub for women to talk and to know what's out there as far as trying to figure out this whole balance thing. And from there, I had always wanted to start a magazine um, and I wanted to be able to extend that community and have a platform where I could feature women all the time and we could extend the conversation. And that's what I did. So I, I started CEO Mom Magazine from, from wanting to really engage and meet different women and, and, and have those conversations on a regular basis. Isn't that so interesting? Because I feel like that echoes Sarah and I's story a lot where you just see a need for people who are like you and you don't see the resource out there. So like similarly, we don't have, Sarah and I didn't have careers necessarily to go back to, but it was after being stay at home moms for a while that we decided we wanted to start careers and start doing stuff. So it was the, how do you go from nothing to something later quote later in life right (laughs) we're not we're not spring chickens but a little bit later in life and so that's interesting that that's how you started yours as well now before you had your kids you were doing what exactly um, I was running a company called V Events, and so we focused on event management and also a little bit of brand development as well. So that was my main focus, and that would, that's what I was doing before um, I started having children. And originally, did you want to go back into that after you had children, or were you kind of like, um, I'm done with that chapter of my life. I want to start this mompreneur other side of it. I did. I wanted, I wanted to keep doing that. So that was my, that was my business that I had been doing at that point for about five years. And so the idea was for me just to, you know, take the traditional maternity leave and then go right back into it. But it just wasn't, it was not a seamless um, process at all. It was a struggle. And so talk to our audience about that. Like what parts of it were hard? um, I think the first part was just the mental. It's almost like, you know, when you go from just working, whether you have your own business or whether you work for somebody else, that's, that's what, that's your main role. But when you add motherhood onto that, you can't just jump right back in like, okay, let's just do this again. Like this, this is, you have this person that you have to take care of. There's, you know, when you first have a baby, there's the hormone, the hormonal imbalance that goes on. So it's just the mental having to, to accept that you have a new normal and you cannot function the way you did before. And you subconsciously know that, but you're still doing things as though your life is the same. And so that was the biggest struggle initially was just mentally accepting this new transition in my life for what it was. Um, And then from there came the physical, like I said, the anxiety attacks. And I started having those on a regular basis, but it really stemmed from, once again, not accepting this new normal. And then feeling lonely, I think feeling, because with my husband, it seems like his life kind of stayed the same. Like he just, you know, he did the maternity leave for like a couple of weeks, but then it just, he just seemed to function the same. And I was the person that had to make all these adjustments. And that was crazy to me. Okay, why are you, your life seems regular. And I'm like losing. <laughs> and 
I see you shaking your head, Sarah. Like, you, you can relate. Like, you are saying it so much nicer than I said it to my husband. Like, I would tell him all the time how freaking unfair it was. Yes. I'm like, you basically, nothing changed for you. Everything, your body is the same body. Yes. <laughs> like, everything, everything. You're so yes. right. you, you said it a lot nicer and a lot more eloquent, but yes, I have had this same discussion with my husband in yes. a different tone. <laughs> yes. I'm sure I, didn't, I wasn't as nice to him when I said it. Like, you don't understand. My goodness, your life's the same. So, yeah. Did you feel like you also had to almost like re-educate your clients as well or yes. help them? transition into you're not the same, your business and your life is not the same. So it's going to look a little different. Yes, I did. I did. As a matter of fact, I had a client, um, we, we had a meeting at their office and my babysitter fell through. I think it was a situation. I just wasn't going to have enough time to drop my kid off and get to the meeting. And I said, I have to bring my baby. I'm so sorry. And so I, and it was, it was weird at first for me, but they were very understanding. They were very understanding, but I'm sitting in this, this meeting with all of these, you know, my clients and their clients, and I have this six-month-old baby in, in a car seat right next to me, but it was my new reality, and it was something that I had to adjust to myself, but I had to educate them as well, and, and that's such a, a good question. That is such a good, good question because I, I try to teach women that when you're working, you do have to bring other people into your world as a new mom. So you can't, you know, live isolated and it's like, okay, well, this is just my adjustment. Like this is everybody's adjustment at this point. So that's such a, an important question. Everybody's including the kids. Like I yes. know at, for me, because I was a stay at home mom for so long, I've had to help my kids adjust to the fact that mom's working. Like there are certain times of the day that you can't just come barge in and ask me something or do something like, or, you know, dad might be taking care of you that day and yes. you have to adjust to that. Like it's, yeah, everybody has to almost relearn the new normal or that's true. That is so true. Yes. So take us from this, trying to adjust back into the business that you had and the events and stuff to CEO mom, like where do you make the transition and why? So uh, the transition started with, like I said, bottles, bids, and pumps. And so that was, we initially started a conference. So we did a conference and expo. Um, we brought out uh, mom-owned businesses and, um, you know, businesses that had resources for mothers and, and working women. Um, and from there, we did that for a couple of years. We, we ended up um, creating a blog from that. And so we'd have stories on that. And then from there, we start, we just transitioned into the magazine. So we just basically added the magazine to that brand, but decided to make CEO Mom its own brand. And I started for her media. I actually dissolved the events because I was doing more than events. And I wanted people to know we're not just an events planning company. And then I started to, I started at that point to develop relationships with these organizations that were impacting women. And it just was like, okay, let's make this something bigger and focus on these organizations. And, you know, I had to have a publisher for the magazine. So for her media became the publisher and that's um, pretty much how we transitioned from there. 
You say it so seamlessly, like, oh, you just threw together this huge symposium with all of these mom-owned business and business. That's a huge task. Like, that's like a year-long... Yeah, it was a lot. It just rolled off your tongue, like, which is something you just threw together. But I know you did not just throw that together. I did not. No, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I think at that point, um, it was just a lot of research. And it was interesting because it had never been done before. Um, I'm in Dallas. And so it had never been done before. And it was something where people were like, I like this. I love this idea. This is so exciting. And it was easy to get women attached to it because they were like, no one else is doing this. And even with CEO Mom Magazine, like, I think, you know, you have parenting and I love those magazines, but I really wanted to have them build conversations and people just weren't having it consistently. It's not, when you talk about work-life balance, it's not something you just set and then you just kind of put it away. Like it's every day and you're learning new things every day and you're, you're figuring out new things every day. So it was just having something that nobody else had and bringing these conversations out consistently. And people are doing it more now, but in 2014 and, you know, even 2016, it wasn't, as much in the forefront as it is now. So it was just people were very interested because it was something new. Definitely. And something that really was affecting them. Like it really was a part of their life. And you, you said it so great when you say that it's an everyday thing, especially, I want to say, especially for entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not just a Monday through Friday. Like it's an everyday thing because if you're not careful, it can take over every weekend pretty easily. So so why don't you share your wisdom with our audience? How are you managing that work-life balance? Like how, how are you setting the boundaries for yourself on that? Well, I'll say first thing, I don't balance. So I I had to throw it out the window. Like I just don't. We actually on our podcast did a whole episode on why balance is just not something we should go for. And the reason is because when you, when you talk about balance, it's, it's even on both sides and that's just unrealistic. Like your work and your, it's just not going to be even. And there's always going to be a shift and a tilt. Um, I talked to a mom. I love the way she said, I've just learned to live on a tilt. Like that's just the way life is. So what I do is what helps me is I've developed systems. So first thing is prioritize. You have to figure out what's the most important thing right now or what can I do today? Your kids, you know, and your family are always the top priority, but the way you take care of them and the way you interact with them has to shift. Like I can't give my kids my attention 24 seven. It's not good for them or for me, but it's, it's unrealistic. So just prioritizing. Um, setting the family up. I love the way you talked about, you know, educating not only your job, but your kids and your family ahead of time. This is what this season is going to look like. This is what mommy has to do right now. And then adjust accordingly and get them involved in it and just figure out ways that you can really feed into them, but in a way that they understand this is how this, these are our systems. This is how we have to do things. And prioritize, um, accept that balance isn't realistic. And then, like I said, develop systems and involve the entire family into those systems. But the biggest thing for me has just been accepting that there are going to be seasons where it, it is work, 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 work. And my husband, he's awesome. And I couldn't do what I do without him. Like he's domestic, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so he can take over a lot. And my mom helps a little bit. So getting that help, but just accepting that 
you know, work is a priority for me and the way I take care of my kids is going to shift as a result of that. But they're always loved. They're always taken care of. But it's it's not this 24 hour, you know, seven days a week you get all of mom's attention. That's perfect. I do. I love that. It's so true. You're never going to be even, balanced, perfect. And if you're trying for that, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Exactly. And that's when anxiety is going to come in. And that's when, so a couple of thoughts on that. Um, this is going to feel like it's way out in left field. So just hear me out for a second because it's going to circle back in. But there was an article on um, Kylie Jenner. And some of you may not follow Kylie, but she's one of the, like the Kardashian daughters, but she's a Jenner. So she's not a Kardashian, but she's like one of the sisters. Anyway, she, she's going to be the first self-made billionaire. Like that's the, that's the headline everywhere, right? Is that she's the first self-made billionaire and there's all sorts of people just throwing their hands up in the air. So upset about the phrase self-made because she's had a lot of help from her family and uh, she just has a whole, um, team behind her. Yeah. She just has a whole team of people that have worked on this with her. And my thought on it all is who doesn't, I'm sorry, who is successful and doesn't have a team behind them? Cause I don't know a single person who is successful and doesn't have a team behind them. So I know that felt way out in left field, but it just <laughs> reminded me of what you were saying there is that like sometimes other people have to step in and pick up things that you're not able to pick up at that time. And that's okay. Like if that's something, if you want to be a working mom, that's just something you have to accept as reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. That is so true. And I think we just, as women, we sometimes, I don't know why we feel this need to to do a lot of things on our own or by ourselves or take care of everybody, um, but we do. And, and we just have to accept that we do have to have a team um, and we do have to have that support. You have to have a strong support system. And you know, I was discussing with a friend the other day, that support system is not only there for you, but it's there for your kids. I mean, it, they need other people who are feeding into them. It can't always be you because they need that. I don't know. They need that village. They need that village. Um, but yeah, we have to have a support system and we have to have a team. You cannot accomplish it by yourself. So please don't try. Like, just don't even make it a goal. And hopefully by having us be working moms, we're actually showing our kids that there is no shame in taking help from other people or having a team or a community or a village, whatever you want to call it. So that as the generations go on, maybe this idea that, you know, we as moms should be doing it on our own and, and, you know, have the cute lunches and be, you know, (laughs) and just do everything basically. Hopefully that idea will die off in the generations to come that that is not like what it, what it has to be, nor should it be that way? Like, no, it should not be one person in charge of raising children. Like it just shouldn't be. I I don't think that's realistic, but I also don't think it's healthy because you learn so much from different people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and exactly. I'm just, I'm just going to change this podcast to, um, (laughs) I'm just going to call it preach. We're just gonna sit here and preach. No. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, are there hard and fast rules for yourself when it comes to business and family? Like, I know some people have boundaries, like 
you know, like days that are off limits, like Sundays are family days, they're off limits. Um, some other people have boundaries around hours. So it could be like after, you know, 6 p.m., the phone goes down, the email goes off. So that. do you have hard and fast boundaries that you live by? I do. I do. So I, I homeschool my kids. And so I don't do a lot what? of work. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> in the middle of all of this, you are homeschooling your kids. <laughs> yes. <but> I have <laughs> so I have these, you know, and it's, it doesn't take as long. It's only like a two and a half hour um, process a day, but I don't, um, because I need to decompress after it. So I don't, I don't plan most things until after one. So most of my interviews or any work that I do, I start it after one. So we, we try to start in the morning and then I have, I literally have two hours just to like calm down, just decompress because that's, that's a job within itself. Um, so that's one of my hard rules. The other rule is I have what I call blocks of nothingness. And so I literally leave times where nothing can go there and I'm very serious about it and I don't care. Usually it's like Sundays are usually family day. So I don't do anything then I'm for the most part, but sometimes it's just random where I will just decide I just need this time and I'm blocking out Tuesday and Wednesday. And it's just, that is what it is. And that for me allows me to rejuvenate and it allows me to just kind of stay grounded and, and just, rest you know so I do my my blocks of nothing is are, are my hard rules and I've had people they'll try to schedule something and they're like well Vanna what do you have to do and I'm like nothing I have nothing and I want to keep it that way I have nothing going on and I'm going to keep it that way so yeah my not doing anything until after one for the most part and then my blocks of nothingness I love that blocks of messiness I need to do that because I feel like anytime there's big chunks of nothing on my schedule like I do, I feel this need to fill yes. it. Even if it's filled with like family stuff, like, okay, we're going to, um, you know, the children's museum at this time, or we're going to go to the zoo, or, oh, we finally have a chunk. Let's go, you know, do this thing or whatever. Like I, it's almost, it's almost like how people don't like um, awkward silence. I don't like, yes. like I don't like awkward, awkward like, gaps in my schedule. Like I'm like, I have to have something to That's funny. I love that. It's true though. We should just take that time to just have nothingness have, you know, which, which is something like you're obviously there's something you're, you know, playing on the floor or doing whatever. Yeah. But it's, it, it yeah. would have to be laundry and every block of nothingness <laughs> I would be folding laundry. <laughs> that is the never ending task at our house. I know. I know. My goodness. Yes. That's cool. I like that. I've always told, um, People have asked me that I have soft boundaries and hard boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like to think that. of them like, okay, so my family does a lot of hiking. And so I kind of like to think oh. about as hiking, like normally you want to stay on the trail, right? Like that's like, that's the soft rule. Stay on the trail. If your kids got to pee, you go off the trail. Like you're not <laughs> peeing on the trail. You get off the trail. And it's okay to break the boundary every yeah. once in a while for circumstances that need to happen. Like, you know, if there is a fire in our business or whatever, we, Sarah and I try not to do a, a ton with the business on weekends because that's just family time. And, and same thing, we just need to breathe. Otherwise, you get burnt out and you don't love it anymore. Yeah. And so I've kind of taken, you know, the weekend. But there have been times, um, especially if I, I do another podcast where I interview adventure travel companies and I'm interviewing people cool. all over the world. So our time zones are always super messy. 
trying to figure out, you know, times when they're awake and I'm awake. And so some of those have fallen on the weekend. And for me, that's a soft boundary. I'm like, okay, like it needs, it needs to happen. That's fine. But yeah, like I, I like that. I'm going to use that soft boundaries and hard boundaries. I like that. Cause I, cause I do feel like there has to be flexibility, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody, nobody can have all hard boundaries. It's just no, it's not realistic either for the family or the business. Like I, cause I've had my hard boundary, um, in favor of the business be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cause that's when my son goes off to preschool. And so it's super easy to say, okay, those are my working days. Well, it was like last week or the week before I can't remember, but two of my kids called home saying that they were sick at school and just begging me to come home. And it was a Tuesday. And if I had a hard boundary, they ju- would just sit at the nurse's office in the school all day. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't, this is my work time. And it is, it is a, it is a, a semi hard boundary, but there are a few things that will penetrate it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think that's I, such an important I still point. am. I think I'm still just flabbergasted that you homeschool on top of everything. Like I'm, my brain is not processing that because <laughs> I can't understand how you ever get anything done. How do you get anything done? I, I, like I said, I have my systems. I've learned to um, put my systems in place and get my kids involved. And then I try to help them be as independent as possible. And, you know, they're six and my little one will be four this weekend. Um, but I'm teaching them how to like get their own snacks and just kind of do certain things on their own so that mommy doesn't always have to. Yes, that is a huge thing for like yeah. home moms to go because their kids, I mean, I know mine are 12 and 10 and sure they can wake up on the weekends and make themselves breakfast but to go from mom doing everything like all day for them to working almost full time it like like our house looks like a tornado hit it (laughs) I need (laughs) to teach my kids to take care of their stuff well it was like I when I threw it out into the universe that I was going to start working again I it was someone on social media. I think it was Facebook. I was just asking like advice and someone said, um, you can teach your kids not to be stay at home mom lazy. And I was like, I was so offended. I was like, my kids are not lazy. I've been working with them my whole life to get or their whole life to get them, you know, where they are. And then I had to take a step back and be like, actually, yeah, mine are they're pretty lazy. Yeah, I, I love that. Teach them not to be stay at home lazy. I'm stealing that. I love that. Well, it wasn't mine. So whoever you're saying <laughs> was the lady who was telling. But it it did take me a second not to be offended by that. Or husband stay at home lazy. Oh, home husband stay at home mom lazy. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> but even like, even like things like laundry, like we just started, I just started having my three older kids help with the laundry. And I was thinking this is going to take forever to teach them. It's going to be so much work for me. I might as well just do it myself. They're not going to do it right. And it only took like one time I showed it. And then in my, in my mind, I'm thinking, why have they not been doing their laundry this whole time? Like, why, why have I been doing this? Like, and I think it is, it's just, like you said, teaching them to be independent is a skill that they need. They need, yes. they need that skill. Like, yes, they do. They said, I had a friend who, who asked me, she was like, why do your kids don't do their own laundry? And I was 
Like when they're so little, she's like, no, 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 no. They need to start now. Teach them how to do their own laundry, at least how to fold or something so that that can, something that you can take off your plate. So, yeah, I love that. Teach your kids not to be stay-at-home lazy. The stay-at-home mom lazy. I love, love that. Lazy. <laughs> I love that. It's hard. Well, and it is hard though too, because I don't know about you, but as a working mom now, I almost want to do some of those things for them so that I feel like I'm still the mom. Like I don't know why I equate that to being the mom is is the chore doer. Do you think it's guilt? I think a lot of it is guilt. I yeah. Do, I think definitely a lot of yeah. it is guilt over um me not being available as much as I used to be for them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to turn this into a therapy session. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because mom guilt is a, is a topic all by itself, all by itself. That's yeah. true. Well, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, Vana. We are definitely going to put your website in the show notes. Um, it is vanamatthews.com. And off of that, you can reach her CEO mom and the, I can never remember the names of the, the bibs, bibs and something. And <laughs> with the main ones, it sounds like a hundred different websites, um, but um, vanamatthews.com and yeah. then from there, CEO mom magazine.com and for her media.com. So. And there's another one, the bibs and something. The, and bottles, the bottles, bibs and pumps.com. So that's our, our kind of blog. We won't let go of, but <laughs> that's what that is. But, it's got great yeah. stuff on it. So why don't you um, round out our show and just give our, our moms who are kind of in this, just your like one piece of advice. If you could have one piece of advice, what would you give our moms who are, are working moms or are want to be working moms? I would say give yourself grace, whether you are a working mom or you're looking to go back into work, you have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself room to make mistakes and just to learn the process and your new normal and your new transitions. But don't be too hard on yourself. You are absolutely amazing at whatever you're going to do or whatever you're doing now. And you're, you're the best mom for your kids. So give yourself grace. Give yourself room to grow. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.